This is episode number 110 of the Reno Slant. This is going to be one somber 4th of July weekend. Welcome to the Reno Slant, the weekly Nevada sports podcast. Unbelievable. Home to an award-winning sports writer, his Nevada alum brother, exclusive interviews, and occasionally aggressive banter about Nevada football, Nevada basketball, and pretty much everything else Nevada. Well, everything except the departure of a certain basketball coach. We don't talk about that. Here are your bro hosts, Adam and Nathan Schaub. On this week's episode of The Reno Slants, we're up to weekly yearbook number 16. We told you guys the criticism was coming regarding sports and their attempt to come back, and it is coming heavy right now. Buckle up. It's it's not going anywhere. We're 10 days away from one of those leagues, the USL and Reno 1868, returning to play, hopefully, and minor league baseball officially out of the running for 2020. For slants, 4th of July weekend is upon us. Adam and I will share what we're up to. Social got a number of questions from you guys, including one on the take line. And then we'll get out of here with random Reno. Before we do, thank you to all of you who continue to support this podcast and help us grow through the middle of a pandemic with no sports going on. You guys are freaking awesome. Every single one of you are helping us get closer to our goal of 1,000 downloads per week. We had a healthy week last week, 340 downloads. We'll take that. Every single week, well, not every week, we do want to get to 1,000 per week eventually. If you are not already, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast and that you're also following us on social. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. We're at the Reno Slant. You can check us out online at therenoslant.com. Or if you really want to help us get closer to our goal of 1,000 downloads per week, Please tell a Nevada friend of yours who is not checking out the podcast yet, who is not listening to the podcast yet, uh, to do so. That would be awesome. Adam's Adam just showed me his nips. That's why Rat- I'm laughing. Rattled. Got you rattled. <laughs> he, you said you were going to do it last week. You did it. Uh our iTunes five-star review of the week. We are in the gulag. We did not get one this week. So if you want to go hit Toyabi for free with a friend next week, hop on over to our iTunes landing page. Go to the, the renoslant.com slash iTunes. Leave us a quick five-star review and pretty good chance we'll pick your review, read it at the top of next week's show and send you two free rounds at Toyabi, which is a quick drive down 395 south from Reno and Washoe Valley. It was acquired by Duncan Golf Management last summer. And they are offering the best membership deal in all of Northern Nevada. Four courses, as little as $300 a month. In addition to Toyabi, those courses include Lake Ridge, Wolf Run, and Dayton Valley. You can check out more information at DuncanGolfReno.com. Or if you just want to book a tee time, you can do that there as well. DuncanGolfReno.com. Final read before weekly yearbook number 16. Need to show some love. To our friends at Archie's, I was up in Reno last week and helped mom and dad move in and wrapped up the weekend, of course, at Archie's getting my giant cheeseburger. That's not a controversial take. My favorite burger at Archie's. I feel like I have to defend myself every time I mention this. Uh, Nevada Magazine named Archie's the best burger in northern Nevada. The Nevada School of Business named Archie's the best restaurant. Not only do they have amazing burgers, amazing ranch. You can fill up your growler for a half off every day from 4 to 6 $8. 
doesn't even need to be just an Archie's growler. You can probably get a milk jug, cut that thing in half, and fill it up for eight bucks. You can visit Archie'sReno.com or call in your order at 322-9595. That's Archie'sReno.com or call in your order today at 322-9595. You're feeling pretty good about yourself heading to weekly yearbook number six, and you got me to crack for, I think, the first time. That, yeah, I was going to say, I can't even think of the last time I'd gotten you, if any time. I had a feeling I, I kept that one up, kept that up my sleeve for a while, but uh, I'm surprised you cracked. Very surprised. Usually when I do that, one of the reasons I'm not able to get, I'm not phased by it is I'll just put the notes over the screen so I don't really see you. Let me see what's going on this time. What? I should I knew I should have known you were going to pull out some stops. So I really should have done this week and getting you complacent. We're 16 weeks into this crap. I don't know what's I was, going on. I was going to say four months in, I got to pull everything. But I mean, if we ever get to the point where we're recording the uh, the video, there'd have to be a new nudity disclaimer to get through because that was that got bad. That got graphic. <laughs> okay, the weekly yearbook number 16, essentially the four-month mark we're, we're at right now. Are we at four months? Yeah, yeah I mean, four it was months. like the first or second week of March is where yeah. it really started. Doesn't it feel like just yesterday when we were recording and the NBA got suspended? Ugh, God. We'll talk. We'll probably talk about in the coming episodes. But man, it's <laughs> we love doing the show. We love talking sports. Doing an Nevada sports podcast without any Nevada sports going for four months has been a. Uh, we're running on an E right now. <laughs> a good business model, they say. <laughs> Oh boy, supply and demand. Uh, there is zero. I guess there's high demand, but there's not a lot of supply. Yeah, exactly. Which is actually good economically. You'd think that our numbers are going through the roof. That's why I probably <laughs> had a good month of May. Now it's everyone's ready to hibernate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Economics 101 right there. Supply and demand, no supply. <laughs> All right, let's have you kick this off. All right, well, I'll start off with some good news because obviously being 16 weeks in, we we all need good news, every one of us. Um, so have you been informed, Nathan, were you aware of the great Pacific garbage patch? The great Pacific garbage patch. No, there is basically a garbage patch out in the Pacific ocean that I have reports are that is roughly the size of Texas. Jesus, this huge trash pile that's just floating out there because of all the, the crap that people, you know. I'm not going there. Anyways, there's a great big patch of trash out in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. And there was a group, uh, the Ocean Voyages Institute, said it made history this week, uh, returned to the port of Honolulu. Guess how many tons of garbage this thing picked up in fishing nets um, that was made up of consumer plastics from this patch? They got the whole patch? Oh, absolutely not. Not even close. I was going to say, what? The whole state of Texas they cleaned no, up? No, no, not even close. But guess how many tons of plastic they got? 20. 103 tons. Holy cow. Two t- what is it? One ton is 2,000 pounds? I believe so. Not a math podcast, but I believe yeah. that's where we are. I'm not doing that math, that math, but I know that's a lot. Um, Basically, this their group, they've gone out there a couple times, picked up a lot of trash, but... um. They went out last year, picked up like 96,000 total pounds of trash. It's a ton of ton of it, but that's the positive news. The Pacific Ocean has less consumer plastics. It's not a ton of it. It's a tons of it. 
Ooh, plural. I like it. I like it. There we go. Man, if you'd have told me four or five months ago that we were going to kick off the show talking about the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, I would have said BS. Well, here said, we are. Great news. I'm surprised you didn't, never heard of it. I've never heard of that. You're just living in your bubble, not aware of just this big old landmass of plastic out in the Pacific. Just awful. That's what we need to be reminded of. More more problems that we have going on. That was it was like good news, and I don't you made me feel bad about it. They picked up the trash, all right? You're making me feel bad about it. Okay. So you go out of your house and pick up some trash. Do your part. You pick up 103 <laughs> tons. <laughs> yeah, for sure. My first one, I mentioned this at the very top. Here it comes. Here comes the rain of criticism for these sports leagues who are trying to get off the ground. It is coming in hot from all directions. There was a lot made last week about the positive or confirmed cases at Clemson. It was something 37 confirmed positives. I'm not sure where that is now. And the reaction was predictably shut it down. Shut it down. They don't care. They only want money. And it's going from all directions. Uh, Murray even wrote a, a piece this week saying, we do not deserve sports right now. I respect the hell out of what Chris does, but miss me with that. We don't, as a society, deserve sports. I didn't realize he became the arbitrator of what society does and does not deserve. It was just kind of a tip of the iceberg in terms of what is happening right now from a commentary perspective from a lot of sports media and we're just not having an honest conversation right now about coronavirus and until we have an honest conversation about it it's going to continue to be a yelling match back and forth the reality is i've said this so many times this thing is not the boogeyman it's just not and so many people want to make it that and it's a lie the, the CDC said this thing has a fatality rate as low as 0.26%. I think it was last month that they, they published that number. That doesn't mean this thing shouldn't be taken seriously because it should. And it doesn't mean we shouldn't take precautions because we, we should. What it does mean is that we need to have a serious, honest conversation. No politics, no divisiveness. Try to have a real, honest dialogue about what this thing is, at least the best of our abilities with what we know about this thing now. Um, you see people point to the confirmed cases, going back to the, the Clemson idea, and immediately it's, see, I told you, shut it down. What are these guys doing? The confirmed cases, it discounts the number of tests that are being given out. It discounts that there's targeting going on from tracing so they're being more specific in who is being tested. And that's one of the reasons you're seeing an increase in positive tests rate, whatever that number is. The number of tests that they give out are coming back positive. That, that number is increasing a little bit. It's discounting that confirmed cases is different from actual cases or infections. Kind of where we've been throughout this, depending on where you look, we've had millions if not tens of millions of people who have been infected by coronavirus and one of the reasons the num the you see all the graphs it was on this like the roller coaster going up was as testing capacity goes up so at first you know think of it as a, you have a bowl of marbles but people are infected and you're reaching it with only one hand 
but now they're li- they're lifting restrictions on who can get tested. You don't necessarily have to be symptomatic to get tested. So now you're reaching in with several hands. And what happens when you reach in with several hands? You pull out more marbles. It's discounting these number of cases. A lot of times it's hospital hospitalizations is not being counted, which at, at Clemson, by the way, there were none uh, of the players who have been hospitalized. I didn't do a ton of clicking around here, but I don't know that we've had any college student athletes so far who have tested positive, who have been hospitalized. And part of the challenge is just the way we consume media now. People don't want to see numbers. They want to see breaking on Twitter and they want to retweet it and they want it to go viral. And with this Clemson thing, there was a tweet saying the confirmed cases, last I saw it, that thing had 268 retweets. The tweet right below where it said, the overwhelming majority are asymptomatic. No one's hospitalized. That's some necessary context that had 30 retweets. And I'm not suggesting I have all the answers because I certainly do not. I'm not claiming to be an epidemiologist because I certainly am not. I'm an idiot with Nevada Sports Podcast and no Nevada Sports going on. So that's why I'm talking about statistics right now on the podcast. But I'm suggesting there's a lot more nuance to this conversation that people either don't want to have because they have an agenda and and that's what what they want to push or because they don't know to look for that. And it's probably a little bit of both at times. People are really dumbing down the conversation and there's a lot more to this than just saying confirm cases, shut it down. That's not going to be realistic for us as a society moving forward. Um, So just keep your seatbelts fastened. It's going to get really bumpy over the course of the month of July. It's been a a lot of things (laughs) over the course uh, of the last four four months. And it's going to get real uh, tumultuous here for the sports leagues who are trying to return. USL, I don't know how much flack they'll get because it's it's the USL. It's not the NBA. It's not Major League Baseball. It's not college football. What are you saying? Um, <laughs> go 1868, but you know, you know what I'm saying. Um, buckle up. I was going to say, it just sounds like you're gunning for Fauci's position. Or whoever has it. I don't know if he still has that role anymore, but it sounds like you want to be up there. <laughs> I do not. That's the worst <laughs> spot you could possibly be at. Yeah, 37 pro, 37 positive, no hospitalizations. Carry on sports. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being super controversial and pissing a ton of people off, how did I do right there? I'd say you're towing the 7.5-8 line. 7.5-8 line. That's about where I was, when I was putting those notes together, I think I was figuring that's about where I was going to be. Yeah, I say I'm, I'm boiling over here, but it might be from the 90% humidity. But I'm... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, well... Um, I guess I'll I'll turn it back a little more. I'll get away from the coronavirus, even though we're 16 weeks into the sucker. But did you see the news? Impossible that you didn't. Bill Belichick, you son of a B-word. Um, signing Cam Newton. My God. That, if I could think of a guy that on paper does not fit in to a system like New England, fits worse... Square peg in a round hole. Cam Newton into New England makes absolutely no sense on paper, but man, it's like it. I figured they're gonna figure something out. They're gonna make it work. Cam Newton's an athlete; like he's had all this time to recover. The last time he was playing, obviously looked like he was banged up. There's definitely something still wrong. I've seen a lot of his his prime, you know, his MVP year highlights going through Twitter and whatnot. What he was able to do when he was fully healthy. Um, I think that's absolutely a snag and a half for the Patriots. However, however, that does not take away that ironically 
The same day the news breaks that the Patriots are getting fined a third-round draft spot, dra- draft <laughs> pick. They've been busted for cheating for the millionth time. Do not care if you're a Patriot fan. They are the absolute worst. They are constantly cheating. I don't. There are more. There's more stuff going on in that organization that we know of. I cannot wait for the house of cards to collapse for Bill Belichick's name to be ripped off of everything. I hate oh the man. God. He is terrible. Oh <laughs> <laughs> like I just can't stand anything that organization stands for. And if you root for the Patriots and you live in anywhere outside of Foxborough, you are a bandwagoner in my eyes. Marcus, I am talking to you. I'm talking to any Patriots fan on the West Coast that has no affiliation. I cannot stand that organization. Second, <laughs> however, second, however. Oh, you're still going. Okay. <laughs> I'm still going. The guy who I had the face, I had been wrong for years and years and years. Tom Brady. I hated Tom Brady just because he was Patriots. He was whatever. I have totally associated – I have removed him from the Patriots Association. He's a buccaneer for life in my book. <laughs> love, love Tom Brady and what he's doing. I'm finding myself now being more t- pro-Tom Brady um, now that he's removed from that evil empire. But, man, uh, Patriots, real crafty move signing a uh, a guy like Cam Newton that you know is going to blow up the headlines when you've just gotten busted for cheating for the 30th million time. The Patriots brought in someone – Randy Moss was more eccentric, and he obviously excelled in, mm-hmm. in New England. I don't think there's much concern about that. But if we are telling ourselves it was it's somehow an accident, we're this far into the offseason, and the same day the Patriots get hammered for violating NFL rules again, they make a huge splash in free agency, that's an accident, you're kidding yourself. Yeah. That, no. that was a PR move, the timing of that, absolutely. Yeah, because they had to sign somebody that they knew was going to overtake this headline. And who's available out there? And it, it, was, it, it was genius. It worked. No one's talking about it. Everyone's talking about yeah. Cam. And here's the meme of Bill Belichick just sipping that orange juice or whatever he's doing on. God, I just that man. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. And he he epitomized that. He's he's perfected it. Yeah, he. <laughs> I talked about in my first rant that I apologize. Probably upset half the people listening to it. So we'll get away from that here. Get get a little bit more into sports. I mentioned USL getting back in, into the swing of things here, and it won't generate nearly as many national headlines or as much vitriol uh, around the country. But we are ten days from a return to play, allegedly, allegedly ten days away from this thing uh, getting off the ground again. It was announced this past week. I don't remember exactly what day. It's like. Don't ask me what day it is or how long ago yeah. anything was at this point. Just don't. Uh, but Reno is in a four-team group with, as anticipated, Portland, Sacramento, and Seattle. The way this is going to work, Reno is going to play all three of them four times. And then they're going to play three more verse, probably going to be Vegas, Los Angeles, and Orange County would be my guess. That's not official, but that would be my guess. The regular season will end October 2 through 4 in that span, hopefully. We get there and you advance the postseason by finishing the top two in your group. And just looking around, you got to feel really good about Reno 1868's chances to get out of the postseason, all of it with an asterisk, assuming they can get to that point, assuming there's not some crazy outbreak, assuming nothing gets shut back down or everything's going to shut back down. I'm scaring myself just talking about these scenarios, so I'll stop. Uh, but Reno against that group last year, 4-1-1 and against Sacramento, Tacoma, and Seattle. 
with a plus nine goal differential mm. in franchise history. Obviously, not super tenured. No, no, it doesn't matter. All time against those three squads, 15, two in five with a plus 30 goal differential. Obviously, none of those were played during a global pandemic. We'll see what sort of impact that has. But you got to feel good about Reno's chances uh, of getting out of the group. We talk Reno 1868 every summer somewhat casually. We're not super diehard. We're not seeing when Ian's making moves early in the second half and criticizing substitutions or, or what have you. We're not pushing enough. But we're going to have live sports with a Reno affiliation and... I'm genuinely excited. I'm looking yeah. forward to watching watching ESPN three and, and watching Reno play Sacramento and the Donner Pass Derby for the fourth time this year because that's how it's going to work out. Aren't those sometimes on ESPN Plus, or is it ESPN three? Is is it's, on oh, ESPN. okay? I mean, it's all it's all online. Yes, I thought I remember seeing some of them stream uh, on the OTP app. Yeah. Now there's a chance, of course, that this thing completely falls apart. Don't say it. That we what are we we're not that naive we're we're not very intelligent but we know there's a chance <laughs> that, that this happens certainly hope that's not the case I'm very excited I think it's next Saturday I don't know if they have the exact schedule put together yet but I believe Reno would play for the first time either next Saturday or Sunday so looking mm-hmm. forward to that I'll have to see how the Tampa Bay Rowdies when they get started up it's a team out here mm-hmm. um, so you other- talk about going to games oh actually you have a pass because you got you can't go to the games. Exactly. Well, they're actually out in St. Petersburg, so I have an excuse. Don't want to cross the Gand- okay. uh, the Gan- the Gandhi Bridge. That's I couldn't remember what the name of the bridge was. The Gandhi. Gandhi Bridge. Gandhi Bridge. That son of a gun gets so backed up. Um, other big news, sports related, minor league baseball. Yep. R I P. See you next year, hopefully. Um, Major League Baseball finally put the the final shut. Not gonna happen. No clue. I've seen some places organizations are trying to, you know, crowdfund, crowdsource through the players to kind of pay the salaries and some other major league, some of the big leaguers have stepped up to help pay salaries. Um, so I'm not exactly sure how that's going to work across the board. I'm sure every organization is going to have their own um, system of how they're going to do it, whether to pay or not, because I did not look into the um, details of how that would work. But unfortunately, Reno Ace is going to miss out on a season. Um it just, that one reading it kind of sucked, it like really kind of hit because going to Reno Aces games in the summers are awesome. Like, yeah, you it's get, fun. You, Good time. You on the Tuesdays, the beers are cheap. Sometimes you get on like the the cheap hot dog nights. It's just fun. Like the stadiums, Greater Nevada Field's awesome. Um, but it just that was like a dagger. We we're making so much progress. You know, NBA possibly returning, USL's coming back, Major League Baseball's kind of getting the step up, but. You kind of had a feeling that minor league baseball was going to get the axe just because yeah, you can't really keep that operating at the same level if you're cutting back so much of major league baseball. But um, yeah, definitely a little dagger. That was a little, that was a little side shot we all took. That was, that was my last one as well. And not as much that the minor league baseball season was canceled, but that I thought it already was. <laughs> It was like breaking early base was canceled and I was looking around thinking I thought that was already done. Nathan Nathan popped out of the gulag for two seconds and was like, wait, what? That hadn't been canceled yet? (laughs) You know, it's it's funny you say that because I just got a text. I guess there's another update to Warzone that takes a couple hours to download. So as soon as we're done (laughs) done recording, I need I need to do that update. 
Just text, text, send Terry a text right now. Hey, start the update. <laughs> Get the boys ready. So minor league baseball season done for 2020 before it even started. And then another blow to local sports this summer. The Barracuda Championship said no fans July for the event, July 30 through August 2nd. And it was the exact same scenario where I thought that was already official. And it made me realize I'm not paying attention anymore. I've just kind of zoned out to what's going on anymore. We're just so oblivious to anything that's going on. <laughs> they were a formality regardless. It was pretty obvious minor league baseball wasn't coming back. It was apparent that Barracuda wasn't going to be able to have fans there. And this whole thing has just made me realize we, we've we lost our grasp on time and for a lot of us, reality. It's already July, though. It feels like time is kind of starting to go by really fast because it, when you have things to look forward to, it goes slower but because we have nothing to look forward to, I feel like time is moving by faster. Like it's Fourth of July weekend. You, re- here. you really feel like it's moving quicker. College football season is supposed to start in eight weeks. Supposed to start to me, that feels really soon, bro. I just feel like I still, in my mind, feel like we just finished recording the episode where you were like, "Whoa, Woj bomb!" Like season suspended. It was the Jazz and whoever got called off the court. That feels like forever ago to me. That does not feel like forever. Like I'm floor. I mean, maybe it's because they're reamping all the precautions and stuff, so people are starting to get back to like the beginning precautions mm. out here in Florida because the the, the uh, cases are spiking like crazy. But um, yeah, no, for me, it's been like dragging my limp body has just been dragged by some something <laughs> for the last four months. Like it, it is just could not go slower. I mean, it's it's both. Right, I like I've, I've I've grew my beard and grew my hair out, and it got obnoxious, and oh, then I, I cut it, and I I've already gotten that. like two haircuts since. So that feels like forever ago. But mm-hmm. college football season also is allegedly, you know, we're a month away from this thing really ramping up. Phil Steele's gonna show up in the mail here in three weeks. I don't know what's going on. How depressed if the Phil Steele? Well, that's coming regardless. Yeah. If we don't get to utilize Phil Still, that'll be terrible. That's worst case scenario. Shut it all down. The yeah. Reno will become the the Reno Pop Culture Podcast. We'll still <laughs> pivot. It's gonna be the it's gonna be the the Reno Weekly Yearbook. <laughs> Just we're gonna have to change the name. We're gonna have to rebrand. We're gonna do the whole thing. Shut it. Shut it down. Burn it to the ground. <laughs> We will recover. Uh, sports. I miss you so much. Okay, let's uh, we'll wrap up weekly yearbook number sixteen on, on that note. We'll uh, we'll run some slants here, but before we do, a couple reads for you guys. Tipsy Elves is our OG sponsor, co-founded by Reed High School alum Nick Morton. They wanted to see you up for life's biggest moments, life's most fun moments, life's most memorable moments. If you are listening to this on Wednesday, there's a chance you can go online right now and order your fun 4th of July gear, and it show up in time. They've got shirts, they've got shorts, tanks, hats, glasses, socks, fanny packs, and maybe most importantly right now, masks. All sorts of awesome stuff at tipsyelves.com. And when you visit the site, make sure that you use promo code SLANT20. It's going to earn you 20% off at checkout. That's promo code SLANT20 for an additional 20% off at checkout at tipsyelves.com. A little bit excited about this one. New sponsor 
for the podcast this week. Starting this week, Adam, make your make your new sponsor sound. New, 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 new. <laughs> not bad. Not bad. Actually, we put it on the spot. <laughs> I thought about that for a second. I was like, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. <laughs> I talked about on this podcast being in a spot where I was fortunate enough earlier uh, this year, yes, this year, to pay off my student debt. It was a huge relief, a huge burden, uh, monkey off my back, so to speak. And Nevada State High School wants to work with Reno High School students so that they are taking on less debt as they enter college, as they graduate college, so they're not in a spot where Ab and I are taking on a combined, what, fifty, sixty thousand dollars in in student debt. Nevada State High School works with high school students and provides them a real college experience with real college professors and even works with them to help them integrate into the college environment, which can be an adjustment for some high school age students if you're a freshman, if you're younger than a freshman working into that situation. For tuition, they take care of it saving somewhere between a reported $5,000 to $80,000 in tuition. That's a lot of money. And I'm telling you, if you can take on less student debt, if your your son, your daughter, your niece, your nephew, uh, this to me is something that I wish I would have taken advantage of in, in high school uh, up in Washington. It's for juniors and seniors. You get a real college experience. You're going to develop personally, academically, and socially. And Nevada State High School has a proven personalized process for college success. You can request more information at earlycollegenv.com. They have a live Q&A with their new Reno Director of Site Administration Tuesday at 6 p.m. It's virtual. It's on, it's on Zoom. The new Director of Site Administration in Reno is our dad. We got a family affair here going on. So you can go on there, answer some que- or ask some questions, and you can make fun of them for being bald. Whatever's up to you. Nevada State High School. Welcome to the show. Glad to have you guys on. Okay, let's run some slants. We'll start with weekend plans, 4th of July. What do you got on the docket? Well, I had to adjust my notes from what I was writing last night. So, not sure if you're aware, but the youngest of the trio is making the drive to Tampa this uh, tomorrow. So, Aaron, Aaron's going to be out here. He's going to stay with Isidora and I. Um, we are planning... Because I'm only working a half day tomorrow to go to the pool. However, our uh, how do I put this lightly? Our apartment complex decides to kind of do stuff on their own and not give people heads ups. I'm pretty sure they closed the pool down in anticipation for this weekend. Mm. You know, not not one to violate social distancing stuff. So, um, aside from that, we're gonna have to figure out some beaches with him to get him out since we can't really utilize the pool. Yeah. Um, Florida, as I kind of talked about earlier, cases are spiking. They've re-shut down any public place that sells alcohol. So, oh, no. Yeah, so all bars, breweries, distilleries, all those got re-shut back down. Um, basically, but positive note, Isidore and I were thinking ahead. Last weekend, Publix was two-for-one seltzers. Uh, the buy Ooh, one, seltzers. get one free. Literally. Seltzers in the game, huh? They threw them in there. We were down. We went. We got the two for one pack because I've included or we figured out that uh, that needs to be part of the the, the weekly grocery budget, budget. Yep. Because I have become a Monday through Friday drinker now. That we're in the <laughs> no. So that has to be part of the diet. I got to consume my calories that way. Um, but we realized the deal was that good, and we didn't want to go go away. So we actually went back. So we came home with four cases of <laughs> seltzers. So that was a good time. 
Um, but aside from that, it's just going to be trying to figure something out. A lot of the fireworks, those have all been like shut down, like the, the public ones. It's just, um, we're, I really feel like we're taking two steps backwards out in this state. Um, kind of making me nervous. However, it's Florida. We're going to end up on a beach somewhere. Seltzers in each hand. (laughs) After two straight weekends in Reno, I'm taking this weekend off. I'm going to Brian head in in Southern Utah. Never been there before up Mm. in the mountains. Looking forward to getting a break from the Las Vegas desert sun. Although it's been actually somewhat nice, at least earlier this week, it was mid eighties. That'll work. Felt like winter compared to what it typically is down here. going to be a little bit interesting in that we are staying at a cabin that Tara's parents used to own, and mm. they sold it a few years ago. For them, it's going to be this cathartic deja vu experience. Yeah, yeah. This is the place they used to own. A lot of memories for them all growing up. Um, I've never been there before, obviously. Looking forward you, to it. Maybe dropping upper deckers. <laughs> <laughs> Meredith. What's Meredith's son name? Uh, that's a trivia, trivia question. Man, I do not remember for the office. Whatever. Speaking of, speaking of which, though, before you go into it, you got ex- how was Reno? You didn't you didn't talk about that at all. I know you're move you're moving a lot. I I don't know. I was m- moving furniture the entire weekend. Man, the weather was nice though. It was nice. It was nice outside. <laughs> for the halftime, you were inside, outside, yeah. moving stuff in. Nice. Well, I I land and there's a massive fire. Just, oh, yeah. just north of town. I heard and that. we we had friends who this was in their backyard who had to evacuate their homes. It got scary up in Reno on I think that was Saturday night when the evacuations were happen- happening. I think it was Saturday night. It might have been Friday night. Not sure. Either way, happenings up in Reno. And speaking of Reno Tahoe, Fourth of July, obviously Fourth of July, typically one of the marquee weekends of the year at tahoe fireworks canceled was doing some clicking around i think the beaches are open was clicking around on zephyr's website i didn't see anything it said the beach is closed it may be it always is they ramp up security for that day anyway don't let you sneak and booze so if you're smart you go out and bury it the night before you didn't hear that from me i don't know who would even do that or who would be able to speak to that i don't know um i've heard people have done that before in the past i don't know if they're gonna have it open because obviously if you're during a pandemic and Zephyr is what Zephyr is on, on the fourth, <laughs> you tell me how you're not a socially, great, how are you going to socially distance a Zephyr on the fourth? My Lord, not, not, not a great, uh, environment. All, all things considered right now. Um, but I didn't see the other beaches. I didn't see anything either. Granted it was very minimal, minimal research. Just, it's going to be a weird fourth of July. It's gonna a be lot weird. of te- a lot of tears. I mean, just with the pandemic and where we are as a country right now, it's just this will be a 4th of July unlike any other. It's going to be a July 4th. It's going to feel like a July 3rd and a July 5th. It's going to feel like a July 5th. Like we're all sad that it's over. Hey, we got extra seltzers at our place, though. I'll be happy about that. Adam's cruising. Okay, we'll get to social next. We did get one question on the take line. Hey, guys. It's David. Would you rather have a better long game or short game when it comes to golf? Enjoy the pod. Keep it up, guys. That question comes from David 
age-old question, better long game, better to have a long game or a short game on the golf course. And at this point, I would take either one, truly. I mean, my game is so bad right now. Give me one of them, and I'll be very happy. I've always been a little bit better around the green, partly because my long game has been so bad. You s- drive for show, putt for dough, short game is where you save some strokes. I think I'd rather be able to bomb it right now. It could be a grass is always greener scenario. My long game is just so bad. Golf in general right now for me is just n- not good. As I say, you've always been on the shorter side of most things. But yeah, driving definitely, that would be the... Uh, I carry us when we do two-person scramble. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I've heard you're a head case as of late. And you're, until, only, you're only as good as your last two-person scramble. It's what they always say. Yeah, and the last two-person scramble I had was with Marcus because somebody was a no-show. Where was this? What Didn't you miss out on the last... Yeah, no, you missed. I can't remember when no, it was. You missed out on it, and Tara had to fill your spot. Okay, that was your last. My last, you were gone. I can't remember when it was in Reno, I believe. And Marcus had, and I am not the guy to carry a team on a golf course. We are very no. aware of that. And you put me in that position. Oh. Well, you suck. Well, there it is. Uh, on Twitter, fake Matt Mummy asks In honor of the last day of local beer month, What's your power ranking of all 12 Mountain West cities in terms of local beer? Oh, my. This is why Fake Matt Mummy is the GOAT because undefeated local beer month. Some may not know. If you go back and look at past episodes, last June, we had we basically had local brewers on the podcast and have them tell a story about how they came to be. It was a 10 tour revision brewing, uh, the depot and Battleborn beer. We had sure. didn't do it this month. Ironically, we did local beer month last year because it was our first summer and we we're thinking, what the hell are we going to talk about with no Nevada sports? And now here we are four months into a global pandemic with no sports and we didn't do local beer month. So go figure. <laughs> um, of the Mountain West cities, I've re- only been to Reno, Vegas, San Diego, and I drove through Logan. I haven't been to many of the other. You drove through Logan? Yeah, last summer I was up for, oh, for a wedding. You, uh, yeah. Man, I'm an idiot. I was thinking of Laramie. Well, no, not Laramie. I feel fairly confident in saying that Logan will be in last place with the power rankings in Utah. Reno has to be, if not at the top, near it in the top three. Fort Collins would make sense that they'd be they'd be in there. Uh Air Force, where's Colorado Springs? Yes, is that what they are. They, Colorado Springs might be in there. San Diego, you figure has has some awesome beer. Honolulu, some Hawaiian beer would be in there. Reno's craft beer scene is so strong. I wouldn't be surprised at all if Reno is legitimately. I don't know how you'd rank this. Reno has to be in the top top two or three. Well, Reno was number one in that ranking we had last week in random Reno. So let's put mm. Reno at number one. I like it. John Mackey, of course, couple parter. We missed you last week, John. Didn't get your question in. Uh, how is it that Utah is roughly the same size as Nevada, but can support so many more universities and compete at a higher level in college athletics? Uh, Utah has Utah, Utah State, BYU, Utah Valley, also Weber State, which Nevada played in football last year at the FCS level. I looked at this Utah population. Last year, 3.2 million. Nevada population, 3.08 million. It is close, and it is an interesting question. I have a take that's probably not so controversial. What Do you have an initial thought? 
we know funding is not my not my expertise. We figured that out for the airport question. Let's let's hear your take, and then I'll see if I got some tidbits that will follow. It's Mormons. Whoa, it's Mormons. Hey, they grow up more, more. I mean, you grow up in Utah, and it seems like you stay in Utah. Nevada, especially Las Vegas, is a little bit more transient. So Utah has maybe a little bit more established roots than Nevada does. And I'm not sure if it's a factor that the overwhelming majority of population in Utah is in that Salt Lake City area. It goes north and south. In Nevada, the two largest cities, Las Vegas and Reno, are seven hours apart. I don't know if that's a factor either as well. It just seems like the Mormon factor in Utah would contribute to that. And that's funding. Right. If you if you are well rooted in that area, you're going to be more connected to that university. You're going to have maybe more boosters, more supporters. Uh, the list goes on and on. That's my th- that's my take. I don't know if that's controversial or not. That's where we are. I'm not. I was going to give some tidbits. I'm not giving tidbits on that take. I'll, I'll let you take that one. <laughs> that can't. That cannot be controversial. Everything's controversial, Nathan. It's 2020. That's true. You second just started a second po- part of the podcast can be shut down before we can record next week. We're next. We're getting canceled. <laughs> the second part of the question, when are we going to talk about that basketball coach who's not here anymore? Who? I, I actually have no idea who we're referencing here. Uh, I'm okay talking about him, and we have mentioned him, alluded to him on the podcast before, I think by name even. The challenge is, if we start doing that on a regular basis, we then have to redo our intro and outro music, which isn't free, and we need to sell some more shirts before we can do that. <laughs> we we may brush up the intro and outro again in September, which at that point would make it a free-for-all on talking about that one coach who's not here anymore. I don't remember who that is. A couple questions on Instagram. Fake Matt Mummy, of course. Snuck coined on Instagram as well. Do you dudes have any fun, drunk 4th of July stories, moments to share with the listening audience? Fun ones or drunk ones or both? Fun, drunk 4th of July stories, moments. All right, mom and dad, plug up real quick. Uh, One time, I remember we were at my buddy's apartment, Ricky, and we were um, maybe having a couple adult beverages we all thought it'd be a good idea to go to the community pool. Um, we were basically just barbecuing, hanging out in the pool and whatnot. Um, one of our buddies maybe had a little bit extra. Mm-hmm. Definitely not me. I, I stayed. I capped at two. Like of the course. first time, responsible adult, responsible human. I'm looking at looking out for people over you know over the age of me. But anyways, uh, one of our buddies was in the pool and <laughs> he was. Uh, particularly heated at this other guy and he was sitting in a chair outside the pool and or another friend of ours was and he grabbed the leg of the chair while he was in the pool just yanked that sucker straight all the <laughs> straight all the way in um the pool keep in mind is in the center of all the complex so everybody on their balcony can see what's going on there's yep. just a neanderthal ripping people into the pool and yep. a chair obviously um yeah, and then we just kind of grilled out there, had a good time. Obviously, that was reported, but I didn't live there, so I didn't care. Um, <laughs> but that that was when I was thinking of fun uh, inebriated stories for Fourth of July. That was probably yeah. that was one I remember. All right, mine isn't a uh, fun or drunk story. It's more of a, I guess it's kind of funny now. At the time, it wasn't so funny. 
It was mm-hmm. a handful of years ago uh, up at Zephyr. Nice. Uh, whole whole bunch of us uh, w- went to Zephyr. I, I can't remember what year this was. I mean, maybe 20, 2016. And I was the driver from the beach. Okay. Oh. So I know. Bad spot to be in. It For gets sure. it gets to about 2 o'clock. Everyone's exhausted. People are hungry. A lot of at that point, just it's getting sloppy. It's time to go. And I don't remember exactly the logistics of how this worked, but I need to to drop people off somewhere, but I need to leave the car somewhere as well. And I drove someone else's car there. That person had left already. So we were stuck. I don't remember. I think we were staying up there that night. Again, I don't remember a lot of logistics. Anyway, a friend goes, hey, you can take our friend's brother's car. Nice. Our friend's brother's car. The keys are over there. Okay, great. So I grabbed the keys. I had to go walk a mile. He used to park so far away at Zephyr mm-hmm. on the 4th. Go get the car. Drive up to the to Zephyr. Go pick him up. Drop um, the group off. And as I'm driving back, my friend texts me and says, oops, that's not our friend's brother's car. <laughs> I'm just, what? Whose car is it? I don't know. <laughs> Just some is, random. Is, is the, I, don't, I don't know whose car it was. I don't know if the person gave me. I, I don't know if they gave me bad advice that they're playing with me or what. But all of a sudden, it's Fourth of July. I'm going Grand Theft Auto uh, up at Zephyr. Nice. Like the last thing I need is them to walk back. Whoever this is, report the car stolen. We got the whole scenario on our hands. So hurry back to where that car okay. was parked. Park it. Run back. Leave the keys. It was a whole thing. Going Grand how'd Theft you, Auto. How'd you, how'd you get back? I don't remember. Man, what this was. Fourth of July up at Tahoe, it's pretty much anything goes. It is a free for all. You leave your car up there, um, 90% chance somebody else has taken it. I want to say we stayed up there that night. I'm trying to, I was trying to think of some, when I saw that question, something like you and I, like any of the stories we had had doing that. But I mean, like, I just remember like parking outside Wattel High School. You get there so early. You're just drinking water. Really early, <laughs> and then it's like you have to take a couple extra. You know, make sure you're extra hydrated for the hike you got to take. Well, we'll tell that the high school is not that far. But when you park up the hill, that's when you yeah got to take the precautionary measures. Marcus asks, how much will fireworks be missed this year at for the fourth? And are virtual fireworks shows even close to being a replacement? I've never been a huge fireworks guy. This hasn't been a been a huge thing for me ever. Buying fireworks to me, I'll go watch someone light off fireworks. I'm not going to go drop a couple hundred bucks on fireworks. I'd rather I mean, go get a couple hundred dollars and just light it on fire. Literally is what is what you're doing. So I've never been a huge firework guy. Is a virtual fireworks show even close to being a replacement? No. If you are, if, if you are sitting at home on the fourth saying, "Hey, shh, everyone, be quiet. We need to watch the virtual fireworks on the TV." Get out of here. No, that's unacceptable. Now, if you want to have it on in the background and crank up the music so you have the ambience of, of fireworks, then sure, that that plays. But if you're like laser focused in on a virtual fireworks show, no, shut it down. Not yeah. cool. Now, you show your true colors last 4th of July when we were together. Uh, you and Tara made it 10 minutes, and then you had to go watch Stranger Things. Stran- new Stranger Things season was out. <laughs> had, hey. to, had to make a call. Respect. 
Respect the decision. Great, great season. Uh, we'll get out of here with Random Reno, which, by the way, is sponsored this week. Shout out to our friends at Silver and Blue Outfitters, your source for Nevada sports apparel next season. Both locations are open for now. Let's go with it. We'll go with it. I think they're out of face masks for now. I think they're going to replace it. Uh, you can check it out online. Always open. Silverandblueoutfitters.com. Again, that's silverandblueoutfitters.com. What did you find this week? Between 1964 and 2008, how many dollars worth of gold was recovered through mining in the state of Nevada? Between what years? 1964? Yeah, 2008. 2008. How many dollars worth? Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, eight hundred million. Thirty-five billion. Oh my God. With a B, big B, capital B. Thirty-five billion. Thirty-five billion dollars worth of gold. That's that a lot. That's a bad guess on my part. Go out, go out in the desert. See if you can get yourself a piece. <laughs> Speaking of fireworks, 4th of July, sticking with that theme, what do you think the law says about fireworks in Washoe County? Light them up. <laughs> it says light other things up now. Uh, not fireworks, though. Illegal. Whoa. All of them. Can't have them. Can't fire them. Cannot have them in Washoe County. Up to $1,000 fine and or six months in jail for possession. What? Just for the public? For the public. Now, there are there, there places to get, the yeah. permit, to get the permits and everything, but for individuals, uh, no, can't, can't have it. Only place you can do it in Northern Nevada is at Pyramid Lake on the reservation. I don't like that. Don't like that one bit. I'll tell you what, that's what's crazy. I was kind of trying to remember how it was in Reno, in Florida out here. There are like mom and pop, pop up shop, firework places everywhere. You can get fireworks at Publix. Doesn't surprise me even a little bit. I mean, it's right next to the bath salts, but Jesus. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good Florida joke from you to wrap up the show this week. <laughs> that is our show. Thank you to all of you who continue to listen to this podcast so you can stay current on everything Nevada. Thank you to our partners at Tipsy Elves, Archie's, Nevada State High School, new one, Silver and Blue Outfitters, and Toyabi Golf Club. If you are not already, please subscribe and follow the Reno Slant on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. You can find us at the Reno Slant. You can check us out online at therenoslant.com. We'll be back next week. Same time, same place. Have a great, great 4th of July weekend, you guys. Go Pack. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Reno Slant, the weekly Nevada sports podcast. Until next week. And we're still not talking about that one basketball coach who's not here anymore.